son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, everybody, just a quick little disclaimer. Uh, this episode will have a little bit more expletives than normal. Uh, so if you've got little ones, uh, cover their ears or don't let them listen. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us. The conversation has already started. Welcome to another episode of the Fallout Roundtable. Today is a very special episode. And just before we get started, I want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the show thus far. We have made it to episode number 50. Yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It's as you can see, I'm very excited. Woo! <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. Now, now bef- also, before we get on with our topics and our very, very special guest today, why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to our YouTube channel? If then, if you watch us, you get to see all my facial expressions, all my hand movement. We also have a Twitter account at Fallout. RTB. Just give us a little tweet over there. And we also have an email address. Thefalloutroundtable at gmail.com. No. FalloutRTB at gmail.com. You had it right. Dang it. You had it right the first time. You're good. Did did I have it right the first time? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, cool. So, (laughs) now let's, let me introduce our very, very special guest of the evening. It's the owner of the Pioneer Saloon in Good Springs, Nevada. Steven Stats, old man liver. Thank you for having me on. I'm honored. Cool. Awesome. And then Jaxus is here also. Say hi. Oh, hi. Oh, that guy. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah. It's just a host. It's, it, yeah, it's just, the, it's just our topic host for the evening. Jaxus, take <laughs> it away for us. All right. So how are you doing, everybody? I'm glad you joined us today. Uh, great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, so today's subject is going to be... Uh, if you were to wake up one day and you were in the Fallout universe in the New Vegas video game, what role or what what part would you play in that? Would you, you know, would you be a raider? Would you be an NCR soldier? Would you be a casino owner or maybe just work at the casino at the bar? Would you be a hooker? Would you be slinging some dope, you know, something like <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, maybe you'd be working in the caravan. You know, th- those are all the different kind of little elements. 
Uh, mind you, we're short-staffed today because uh, everybody's got uh, vacations and everything going on. That's what happens during the summer. So, you know, uh, Good. there's just the three of us today on the 50th. It's only three episode. that matter as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Big five. Oh. I knew he was going to <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to start things off with Maverick and ask him. Hello, it's me. What, exactly. Yes, we, we're going to start with you. We're going to start out with you and you're going to tell us. What it is that you would do if you were in the New Vegas Fallout universe? What would your role be? I feel like my role would be I would be a cowboy or like, you know, like the courier. You know, I'd be I wouldn't be. I would want because I would want to be more of the Wild West aspect of New Vegas than actually be in new vegas to be honest you know just so it'd be more like you would be in good springs because that's kind of the wild west yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah i would really? yeah so yeah that's what i would really want to do because it because and the or or have a gang of us you know you know like how they went up old old towns and just started you know like we're all the old suckins gang or whatever I, I don't know you know and we start robbing things you know so you want to be guy. a raider or something? I wouldn't want to be a raider because I don't want I don't want to be wear all that chest. I don't want you know. I you want to be an outlaw cowboy? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So so all right. So you want to be like the Clantons or you know, yeah, maybe the James or, what, or something. Old man liver is in real life, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. He, he, yeah. He's the outlaw and the sheriff all in one. Good choice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can just rest himself and just get out in like a couple hours. He'll be fine. It's pretty much his own damn town anyway. All right. <laughs> so Mav, all right, so all right, so you got yourself in this environment, you're an outlaw, right? So, outlaw. All right. And, and you're you know, you're putting yourself up in good springs? I feel like my base of operations would be in Good Springs, yes. Okay, I just picked Good Springs because it does look like an old west town. Why? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's in old west town. <laughs> it's in old west, yeah. Yeah, right, and, so. and it's just far out of New Vegas where all the, where I wouldn't – if I wanted to go to New Vegas, I could. But mm -hmm. if I didn't have to, I didn't have to. I could go around it. I could do whatever I would want. Okay, so I'm going to poke some holes in here. Because that's what oh, I do. Boy. All right, so um, if you're going to be an outlaw, you're in Good Springs. Now, if I remember right, you got NCR right there in Good Springs area. If I mm -hmm. was to bring up my map, because I have a, had a map set up to see New see, Vegas. See, came prepared while we didn't. Well, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. I, I prepare for things. I try to, but it ends up horribly wrong for some reason. <laughs> oh, there's, well. yeah there's not much police in good springs in the video game or in real life for the record well to me i just think of the if you're going to think of a police group i would think that the ncr would be the only ones to kind of fill that role right the caesar's legion would give a shit well the caesar's right. legion's not like uh they would the, they would be the opposite of the police <laughs> yeah they come in and fuck everything up <laughs> They'd be there yeah. to kill everyone, <laughs> make slaves of you. You know that would be right? about yeah. That'd be the part I'd enjoy actually, but that's a <laughs> sexual thing. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. You no, we're a disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. 
We're, we're okay with it because it's the big five zero. Well, I warned you exactly what you're getting into, so we're good. Oh, I knew. I, I knew this. I've, I've I figured you wouldn't have invited me on the show if you. Yeah, I, I knew what was going. Uh, I was like, no. I knew what was coming. I I, I, was I'll coming. put a disclaimer on this one. <laughs> I, I'll put the big O E next to this one when yeah, I. Yeah, so you've I, got yeah. the Caesars Legion uh, uh, on the south end of the map, like all around that area, and yeah. and Good Springs, all through the bottom areas there. That's where the Caesars Legion's making their way up, and NCR has got spotty little you know bases throughout so, that entire yeah. area. So. If you are in that area and you are an outlaw in the Good Springs territory and you're messing with the, now, obviously you don't, you don't shit where you eat, you know, so obviously. you're not going to mess around in Good Springs and ruin things for yourself, right? You're not going to be robbing the people in the town. Of course not. No. They, so you're going to go out of town. And, yeah. Yeah. You, you basically make your way closer to Vegas and try to do some issues there. Um, yeah. Now, mind exactly. you, you're going to be dealing with. The NCR, and you know, if you do anything in town, Mister House gonna have he's gonna he's gonna slap you around a little bit, you know. So you gotta be careful of that kind of thing. Now, yeah, I don't want to end up in a pot with cannibals. You know, that, that could happen too if you went south. Yeah. So if you were in that universe, how would you go? Now, would you be just running around randomly sacking people's stuff and settlements and things like that, robbing caravans? What kind of outlaw would you be? I mean, would you be like a stagecoach kind of chasing guy or what? I mean, I don't know because in Fallout we don't know about horses. We don't. We, no, you got the Brahmins, but that, I, I'm talking about like, are you going to take out the caravans? You may not have a horse, but I mean, uh, uh, or maybe a giddy up Buttercup, but I don't think those came in then. <laughs> it, just us outlaws running on mechanical horses. <laughs> I think I saw that on a cartoon once when I was a kid. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'd be more of a caravan caravan taker outer guy. Or so kind of what you do now is you'd be kind of a outlaw slash uh, – well, you, you'd be taking out caravans. Okay. Yeah, I'd be taking them out and probably stealing – killing Peter to pay Paul. Okay, so how are you going to deal with the NCR? I don't know. I'd probably run away. Retreat. Probably right away. Retreat. So a tactical retreat is always necessary. Okay. So basically it's it's the you know cowardly lion running away from the big old monster because that's what the NZR is. And if they ever caught up with you, it'd be kind of the end of your career. So hmm. Yeah. Not a yeah. lot of longevity in your decision there, buddy. Oh, I know <laughs> that, but it's gonna be fun all the time. Now, now, Maverick, do you think if this was real life and it wasn't a video game, you'd make the same choices? But you'd no. be one of the. Well, that's what I was getting at. I'd, I'd probably be a townsperson, to be honest, because or 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 a courier, just or just try to make make a living, really, to survive. Well, see, and that's where I was kind of getting at, you know, because there's always that fantasy element of you know what would you do in a video game, but if you were really to be put into that universe. Would you really that that's kind of why I was started poking holes in your thoughts, you know, because I wanted to know, well, what would you really do? Because, um, I mean, I know what I would do, but we are, <laughs> that, that's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I realize some people in the game, they they play it because they can be someone who they're not and they can mm -hmm. go, you know, kill good people and steal their shit and do all that stuff. But uh, to me, I like to look at it more like. 
if it was me, if I'm in that real scenario, what's I, uh, what would I really do and what decisions would I make? And that's, that's how I play it. But yeah, And that's exactly my point. So, so for instance, all right, <clears throat> Gingerino, we all know Gingerino, we know his personality. So if Gingerino is in the new Vegas universe, I'm going to speculate here, but I'm probably going to be pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you probably will. Cause I think I know where you're going with this. Well, <laughs> I, I just see him hanging out in like the casinos and things like that. And he's going to be like somebody that buys and sells stuff. I, I see him as that guy that, that runs a shop, you know, he'd be like, come on in everybody. Yeah. I got this for you. I got that for you. And yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. You know, and you try to wheel and deal, make a little couple bucks here and there. Um, I see Romer as somebody who would probably be in the run. I, I his see him in caravans. Caravans? Well, yeah, he does do the the travel thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he if he was in the caravan, I think he'd be actually somebody probably more logistically. He would probably be running a caravan, I would think. Um, yeah, and he would be trying to you know create a network in that area. Uh, sassy? Hmm. I wonder what sassy lady would do. She seems to be somebody that likes to build things. So uh, you know, now mind you, she does things in the pharmaceutical line uh, in the real world so i mean that that was an interest to hers at some point she must have you know fallen into that so maybe she might get into the drug trade <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool twist <laughs> right <laughs> but then again uh, she's got an ethical part of her so i don't know if yes. she would go that far so Fun but maybe she would be a, a doctor she might even be the doctor in town you know mm -hmm. the town yeah. doctor taking care of everybody you throw um, an extra bill for for the right Kims. I get it. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, hey, yeah, always under the table, make a buck here and there, <laughs> or, or just now, rumor, or excuse me, uh, Gingerino, also very likely could be just a scavenger walking around, picking up stuff. I don't hey, see him as a. I, I don't think I don't I don't think Gingerino's much of a green thumb. I mean, I could be no. wrong. I don't know that much about Ginger. He does like to take... Uh, he, I know he does like to do the whole camping thing. So mm, he might be kind of a outdoorsy, woodsy type. But I'm going to speculate that he'll probably be in the scavenger world, have his own little general store, and selling the goods and stuff that he finds. I, I just see that. that I, I kind of see that as, a, as a, a thing he would do. Um. Now... I'm going to let everybody know what I would do. And then I'm going to ask old man liver here what he would do if he was in that right. scene. And we're going to do that right after we take a quick break and we'll be right back. Oh. All right. Cheers. 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 <clears throat> we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Down in the field, it go down, it go down in the field. 
21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for your patronage and watching my ridiculousness like uh my you know commercial for my show that i plug in there myself all the time <laughs> all right i'm gonna go ahead and tell everybody what i would do if i was in that fallout universe and i thought about this for a long time you know what would i do in new vegas and one of the biggest issues that i found in new vegas is clean water and i think that i would find a way to one yes i'm a little bit on the uh combat oriented side of things so i would probably go to freeside where they have the water pump and i would take the water pump away uh, yeah because i would uh, uh, i would uh now mind you this would take me some time because what i would first do is i would make my way into vegas i would find out who is nefarious enough and combat skilled enough to where they could be wheeled and dealed and hired I would do a few jobs around town to collect some money so that I can actually have a little chunk of change and I would build me up a crew. Once I got me that crew, I would take that crew out and I would teach them the combat skills that I know because I have some experience in that world. Um, I don't want to get into it. I had a feeling you did. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere, somewhere. I, I was raised in a world where people carry guns. Let's just say that. So um, I would take them out. Well, that is would... open carry for real. So it, it works. <laughs> so I would get my guys together and I would help train them in some tactics that work with me. And I would take over the water pump. Once I got the water pump taken over, one, you got to be able to hold the water pump. So once you've attacked and you've managed to get that, that's when you start doing negotiations. All right, I've taken the water pump. Now I go and I have conversation with the NCR. I tell them, look, I want to be able to run and maintain this water pump. I will distribute it to the NCR bases for free. And in exchange, I would like protection to be able to transport water throughout the wasteland and sell it at a reasonable price so that we can get the wastelands back under control in the way that you know, the world was before the bombs hit. And I would think that, you know, being NCR, getting free clean water to all of their bases, which that would mean I would have to come up with a distribution system. So the second thing that I was going to do is once I was able to establish that, we would start one by negotiation with the caravans, working with the caravans and them getting a slight discount on their water 
so that they can have water to be able to travel, transport their people around and be able to make sure that they've always got water because water is a big deal out in that area. So once you've got that set up, you've created a network of being able to transport the water and then you've got the NCR to help you protect the water. All right. I'm the holder. That's what the big thing is, but I'm also the, you know, I'm the facilitator. I'm creating a situation for everybody. So now we've got clean water that's traveling to the NCR and you've got the caravans under control. Now you're going to be able to get that to the rest of the people. That's in the short term. That's going to get a small little distribution group. That's like, so people in good Springs can actually get some nice clean water. From that point, I was going to create aqueducts just like in the old Roman days. And I was going to have that to where, Instead of having this big old huge aqueduct where they've got, you know, where the rainwater and all that does it through it, we would create a piping system. Generally, I would have it dug under the ground so that it keeps it cool while it's traveling from point A to point B. It would start from the pumping station. It would make its way towards where actually where Lake Mead is. I wasn't going to use Lake Mead's water in the aqueduct because it's, it suffers from radiation. It's got, you know, two or three rads flowing through it. We're trying to get clean water. That was my point about that. So that's why I didn't just create an aqueduct from the lake in case anybody was trying to figure out that one, loophole. Jesus, Once so I get are you an engineer? <laughs> you have an uh, engineer degree? For I, I don't have a degree, no, but I've always been somebody that thinks like that. It's impressive. Yeah. And then it once is, you've got the water is, from all the different it. bases, now you create a pipeline from Lake Mead down to Good Springs. That's all the way across that part of Nevada. That's a large distance to make with a pipeline of water. Within that pipeline of water, you create distribution points. From those distribution points, obviously, you're going to need the NCR to protect it. So you create your little satellite stations there where people can collect their water from those points. And then you, from there, you can create the network system to where everybody can get water again. Now, once you've done that, I would create new meters. Once you've been able to create new meters, then you can start distributing that water to people's homes and they can start drinking water like they used to and just turn on the faucet. But that's gonna take probably another 20 to 15 years of infrastructure and creation once those meters are put in then you can actually start charging people by the volume that they do utilizing the meter system wow that is very that's a very unselfish answer that you came up with that's impressive i wanted to make yeah, yeah I was if like, you think about what it, would i do unselfish. what would i do yeah. you know yeah. if i was I mean, put in gotta, that position you got i mean you got to spill a little blood at first, but but uh, it's it's more like Robin all I'm doing Hood, is really. taking it from people that should not have control of it. No, I agree. It's you, like you're Robin taking Hood. power from those who use power for the wrong reasons. Therefore, yeah. I have no sympathy whatsoever. I went either. No, no, that's a good point. Nope. That's just like yeah. in the old. They would take the same concept of dropping somebody in medieval times. Think of all those useless, worthless kings. Well, that's true, and and we finally went from from kings and queens to you know not not all there's still countries out there doing the king and queen shit, which blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But you know, modern day, but then we go from we go from that to electing people to make decisions for us, and then my thing, not to get political here, but my thing is eventually we got to get it to a point where we can make decisions for ourselves. That'll be the, that'll, right, where we're actually free. That. 
And that's that's one reason, like you know, that I love Nevada. It's the freest state in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, we decide ourselves if we can go gamble or not. Not the government telling us if that's moral or not, or if we're going to have a, a problem with it. It's elimination of a singular head, because you can't. Like, anytime you've got yes. a singular head of control, then you've got you. It, it creates that pyramid element to things. Yes, you want to and create that cluster element or the round yes. table. You know yep. that. King Arthur had it right. He might have been the key. He was the head of the table, you know, but that head of the table is only a delegator. It should be this, the people on that table yes. should have the same it's amount of power table. to make true decisions. That's a great yeah. point. And, and what was it? Wasn't it George Washington? They, that they wanted to give the kingship to, and he declined. He said, no, we wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was never supposed to be where presidents had this much power. Now, mind you, just, we weren't meant to be a democracy. No, no, we hmm. weren't. We're meant to be a no, republic. Think, think about yeah. the Pledge of Allegiance and to the republic for which it Good stands. Point. Keep that in mind That's when you guys start yeah. checking your That's, history. Yeah. What the, it, it is yeah, weird Jesus. if you think about it. Yeah. It's not weird. Yeah, a lot of, but, you know, a lot of the shit's like real. It. No, it's it's uh, it's interesting that <laughs> we can because these are real political issues like we're really absolutely facing. well and so the anything life. social political elements can be added i mean it's all part of our games it's what makes it entertaining to us because those are things that are actually you know subconsciously important to us all oh, if yeah. you are playing a video game if you look at every video game that's out there or any board game that's out there, they're all based on the social economical elements that you deal with in everyday life. As simple as stupid things like Frogger with a frog jumping and running across the street. You know, there's some sort of element if you were to dig deep enough where you could find that it actually applies. Now, then you got things like Risk. You know, Risk is a very social political game. Monopoly, that's an economical game. You know, every single one of these things ties together and pulls you back towards reality. You know, and that's if you take the time to look at those things and you now now that you've taken that aspect of it and you look at it from this point of view. You really being put into these games, what would you do? What I would do is I would help mankind. And you're even talking about Lake Mead, you know, not being able to use the water there because of the radiation, but in real life. I joke around about their with the, the water and Lake Mead having decayed bodies with all these people they're finding in barrels. And do I really want to drink that, that water? So quite there? literally, ah. there is an airplane in the bottom of the lake. There is? Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. an airplane at the bottom of the lake. There's a few airplanes down there. Uh, there's parts of, you know, Lake Mead that have over many, many generations have had airplanes in them. There's cars in there. There's a yeah. lot of things have been put well, into a town you know, Lake Mead, point. Lake Havasu, Lake Powell, you know, yep. uh, and then you're not even dealing with the other areas of the Colorado River, which starts in Colorado. Oh, oh you know, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's well, a lot of bodies out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And they haven't discovered them all yet. No. I'll, t- I'll tell you, and your point about tapping the Good Springs water is that's also a real deal because we have that's where good springs got its name was originally natural springs, springs right up to the ground and so we all have wells out there and you don't have to dig that far down and um you can and it's fresh clean i mean we're like the pioneer saloon we're basically a public water source like any other small town would be and we're regulated as such and we have clean tasty water coming right up 
from the ground, like just 20 feet down. It's not that it's crazy. So we, and some of the best filters in the world are rocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a real, that's a real deal. If you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Best filters in the world are rocks, but no. So my thought was to be a benefit to my fellow man. And how would Don't I be, be a best menace, of, be a benefactor? How, how would I be yeah. a good benefactor to the people of Nevada at that period of time? What better way than to give them clean drinking water? Mm-hmm. That's very responsible of you. Yeah, very unlike myself. So, well, so that being said, it's time to find out what old man liver. What would you do if you were in the Fallout New Vegas universe? You know what? It's funny. If you had asked me when I was a kid, I would have definitely said I wanted to be some NCR Army officer, probably specifically a ranger that's, you know, handpicked to go out and do more than just man a piece of shit station out in the middle of nowhere, but can scout and protect people and all that kind of stuff. Since I've gotten older and I'm a, a little more questioning of giant bureaucracies and government, just to get in the political thing again for a second there, uh, that, you know, a question a lot more about authority and, and uh, just kind of like they say, like the reason people can go to war when you're 18 is because they don't question anything. They just go do what they're told and follow orders. They're just there to blow it up, man. Right. Now I'm, I can't just follow orders if someone tells me to go to war and do something. Yes, sir. I've learned that I have, Better, you know, kind of like when you're young and even my, my old lady and I were talking about this, like we always looked at people who were, that were older as having probably legitimate, legitimate opinions and being smarter than us. And we'd stay a little quiet and, and listen to people. And then we'd go back and we're like, wait, we we're fucking right that whole time. And adults don't know shit and governments don't do shit. And they're, you know, they've got these big bureaucracies like the NCR where you can't, you, you know, they're, they're too spread out. It's not efficient. Um, so I, I think in my older old man liver stage, I would not be part of any particular faction. I would just be on my own and trying to um, communicate between the factions because honestly, it's what I really do in real life in Good Springs because I'm, I'm somewhat- An ambassador or a negotiator then? Yeah, which is weird. You know, in, in real life, I- it's, it's funny. It's a role I didn't expect by, you know, owning the Pioneer Saloon and Good Springs General Store. I'm like, they're just businesses, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we support the whole town, the whole area and surrounding areas. Um, and, and we found her, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm like, really like the, the blonde chick in Game of Thrones where people are coming to me like, can you solve this dispute between me and my neighbor? And we know, and I'm like, really? Like, okay, let's all get even even right when we took over, I had to bring two people in the towns, uh, the township that had a problem with each other. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, let's meet up. And it, it was ironically, it was high noon. <laughs> let's talk this out. <laughs> let's get it worked out. And, uh, and that's literally a role that that I've had to take on. And and it, it's funny because you know, in a certain way, we do have different factions out there. We've got real motorcycle clubs that could potentially have issues with each other. Got, no damn joke. <laughs> so, and then, so I'm of course friends with the head of all the motorcycle clubs, but I'm also friends with Metro and the police as well. 
I don't you notice they call that. them clubs now, guys. They're not gangs yeah, anymore. Right. They're called clubs. Well, the, right, clubs. clubs. That's what the CC is for. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, and that's what we always say at Pioneer. We're neutral when it comes to politics, street gangs, or motorcycle clubs. So we, you know, we try, everyone's coming out to have a good time. So we try to facilitate that role. And sometimes it's, it's literally being the communicator and the leader of like, hey, let's, Let's get this worked out. And, it, and it's, you know, it's real shit out there, which is funny. You know, when I play the game and I, I kind of play, I make decisions and I know kind of like we we're talking earlier, I know some people want to be the bad guy because they don't get to be that in real life. So they're going to kill Easy Pete and take the dynamite right off the bat and stuff like I can't play like that. I have to play like I'm making decisions because I really do that in real life out there. Right. And uh, probably the only difference is in the game, I don't I don't drink alcohol and do kims and play cards where in real life i do but i don't get i don't get that satisfaction of being drunk or kanking or whatever unless it's in real, so that's the only difference so i don't do that in the game where in real life i'll, I'll save that for it. real life man i need to get yeah tanked. seriously I, I, I love being on you know, like roulette even though the odds in roulette are horrible it's one of my favorite table games i actually love I playing a little bit of roulette uh, it's just, fucking fun right dollars a hand kind of thing you know that kind of stuff and just just the whole idea of that is the closest to actual real gambling that I feel that there is. Cause like cards, you can count cards. You can, there's an element of strategy behind it. Yeah. There's a little bit more likely if you're good at it, you're good at it. Now, when it comes to roulette, you could be a good guesser. You could watch the numbers pretty close. And as long as that shit isn't rigged, it's gambling, right? You know, that, every yeah. people don't realize every single roll of the ball is a separate odds. You know, it has nothing yeah. to do with the previous role. You can't, you can have 10 reds in a row and it doesn't mean the chances are the next time it's going to be black. So it, no, to be me, another like, red. yeah, it's kind of like the, the piano of, of table games where it's black and white. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then of yeah. course the green is what throws, skews it, you know, in favor of the house. But anyway, the so point is like, I don't even like playing video versions of those, like the real life interaction of, of roulette games. And I guess that carries over because I realized that when I was playing um, Fallout New Vegas, that I, that was the only decisions that weren't coming from that old man liver wouldn't make in real life. Because normally I'd be, I'd be drinking and smoking and doing cards all, you know, while I'm hopefully trying to help people and support shit like I do in, in real life. You like and to honestly, have a good time. And that's that's the point. Yeah, right? exactly. Like if you're in, if you're having life, you know, like even if you're in a fucking post-apocalyptic world. It's the little things that you're going to find fun and distracting and, and keep you going. So, um, but it, it really, it's, it's an interesting perspective that I have living out there because Good Springs really is, I'm not, I'm not a big prepper type, but it really is our bug out place. So like with friends and family, that's where we tell them to report. If, if there's a civil war or nuclear war, Good Springs is where we're, we're uh, going to meet out. At. I'm cruising out to my homeboy, old man liver and be like, yeah, I need no, a chicken, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. You better believe it. You know, we've got, uh, we know where the snipers are going to go on the hill on which Hills and everybody's <laughs> got a role. And I'm not, I'm not even fucking kidding with you. Nope, we have, like, we're, we're, I'm from Henderson. I'm a local. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on, I remember I was, I was on your show. All right. Let him in. Let him in. It's really, you know, it's true. And so, so we have, you know, we've got chickens out there and we're getting solar. We're going to get to as much off the grid as possible. And uh, so it's kind of a real life scenario for me. And it's funny, you know, and out there we have, 
you know, we've got scorpions. Yeah, they're not giant rad scorpions, but we got to deal with them. We got tarantulas, and even at one point in the in the fall, like the tarantulas all come down the hills at the same time, where it looks like it's out that of that should be so cool. Man. I need to come out yeah, there and watch like, that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And so there, so there's like real life shit when I'm, you know, when I'm playing the game and when I'm walking around Good Springs, I'm like, this is very accurate with some of the shit I have to deal with. And even, you know, like. Gordy, who they base the character Easy Pete off of, he's literally like blown himself up at the Pioneer Saloon. And I had to I had to handle that. This is this is a true story. It wasn't dynamite, but it was propane. And uh, it's like I, I get a call and I'm literally just laying in my bed going, OK, I finally have one fucking free night. I can just ch chillax and watch TV or whatever. Normally I'm working 24 hours, all the shit. And so I'm like, OK. And then the phone rings and it's the, the police it's like, you need to get down here right away. And I'm like, what the fuck? And we pull up to Good Springs and there's all these fire trucks and ambulances and police cars and all this shit. And there's a- <laughs> Corey's 40, like, oops. It, 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 it was, I swear to God, it was like out of a video game or a cartoon where he's his, he's smoking and he's like still on fire and he's putting his beard out. He's like, I'm, I'm okay, boss. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You know, like- and he's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, you are getting medical attention. You're, you know, and he's <laughs> everything singed and he's smoking. I'm like, you couldn't create that, you know, that, that'd be something that'd be in, in the video game. And, but, but it's actual real life, which just blows my mind. So, um, so it's just, it's just kind of funny to me that, you know, how much reality there is in this stuff and how we do have to deal with factions and, and decision making. So that's why I can confidently tell you what I would do in this scenario because it's kind of how I live in real life. And it's, it's always, you know, you know, de-escalating shit, making sure everybody, you can go to the Pioneer Saloon to this day and walk around and go, oh, there's one bike club, there's a bicycle club, there's outdoor enthusiasts, there's kids, those are businessmen, and everyone's got to get along. And I have to be the facilitator of that. So, so I feel like, it, you know, even if it was a post-apocalyptic era, I would be doing the same thing I'm doing and trying to lead people, uh, organize instead of, it's I'd start almost like a faction. town mayor in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and I don't, you know, we, we could call, we could market it and call ourselves our own faction and have a flag. I think that'd be cool. I was mm -hmm. talking to someone the other day and they're like, you know, they're like, yeah, do you ever work? You know, some of your fan old man liver fans are a little, you know, cult like, and I was like, shit, I'll start a cult. The only difference is I'll just, I won't claim to be the son of Jesus Christ or anything. I'll just say, hey, it's all about orgies and protecting each other and be honest with you. And that's, that's going to be my cult. So I, so I think <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. It, Drinking and whiskey of, and petting chickens. Right? That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good part of I my could be just get over life. here. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. And even though, you know, a lot of people know that, uh, my friend Monica is uh, they base Trudy the bartender off of and with art imitating life or life imitating art whatever the fuck like she's she's literally the town the head of the the county advisory council so the closest thing to a mayor in real life as she is in the video game but they have no since since Good Springs is an unincorporated area they don't have any power so I have to take that role usually because I know everybody and I'm in that role and we support the town and the, the Good Spring Cemetery and the fire department and the, the elementary school, which is, is amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's very pretty inside the elementary school. It's not like in the video game, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, 
there, there, and there's actually two students at the uh, elementary school and they have to, the county, it's, it's been open since 1913 and the county has to keep it open as long as it has one student. So I tell people, if you want to have a great education for your young kids, move out to Good Springs because they, they have one-on-one -on -one teacher instruction. I mean, and the teachers are great. There's only problem with that, man. You ain't got no houses for sale out there. Ah, yes, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. It is a small town and uh there's not a lot trust of me i know i'm in the process of buying a house and i was actually looking <laughs> in that general yeah. area and i'm like well yeah if i go up further towards like if i want to go to Pahrump or like over i can't remember what the name of that town it's not gene but it's a little sandy valley up. maybe sandy valley yeah, yeah there's a couple yeah. houses up in sandy valley but yeah i'm like and eh, no nah, i ain't going that far out man <laughs> yeah. yeah sandy valley's pretty good distance but good springs people don't realize is like 25 minutes from the strip so yeah. uh but yeah if you if you've if, it, it, if you haven't been out to good springs it looks like it does in the game like you, you know it, it's amazing the terrain how much they got accurate and even where the good Springs cemetery was oh which by the way like on july 4th the other day they some guys were out at the good Springs cemetery and they were shooting fireworks and caught the caught the place on on fire got got a little brush fire started and i i get a phone call and they're like um what do you want us to do and i'm like how about Put the fire out the fucking 911 yeah <laughs> how about calling the fire department instead of me like, so i'm not anywhere near good springs i'm drinking in fucking vegas playing cards and tanking so like uh so literally you know <laughs> that's just more examples of the scenario man so like, guys so, look yeah. you need to be able to think for yourselves right yeah put your pants yeah. on pull yeah. them up a little bit tighten that belt and get to work yeah. now the only <laughs> the only thing i'm surprised about that they didn't include that maybe they would in in uh there was ever a fallout new vegas too is the amount of my connecting mine shafts we have in good springs the same um and the, the faction could be the livers by the way in case any uh yeah, yeah. Uh, video game uh, uh, programmers are Listen, hey, I said um, they should make it. They should at least put your likeness in the game as like the town mayor or something. And thanks. Not only that, but like, so when it comes to Pete, like, look, you got to put more of Gordy's personality actually in Pete because Pete's kind of dry. <laughs> yeah, Gordy, Gordy has a lot more personality than yeah. Pete has in real life. Like, yeah. that dude is a freaking ball. He cracked me up. You know, does, and any anybody that's met him, that's the real him all the time. Because of course he hams it up and he loves signing autographs and taking pictures. But he's but naturally got a funny bone, you know. He's a funny dude. He's, <laughs> he's a funny like you couldn't create a character like Gordy. Like there should be a video game that bases something on Gordy because he's fucking hilarious, and uh, you know, and uh, and gets himself in these scenarios like the pro propane tank that literally threw him 10 feet back against the wall and knocked him out for for a few seconds i mean that those i wasn't the video game that's like real life and I'm like yeah so some of the personalities are even you know more so and, and like monica slash trudy she does this awesome thing where she sings and plays in the band at the same well she'll sing with the band and, and bartend uh at the same time which i'm like that is freaking impressive they should have put like, so much more of that into the game because it would have been yeah. so yeah. Uh, good springs would have been that spot in the game where the people have been like, I don't even care to go to Vegas. I'm just going to stay here. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. I, I, I was watching and I'm like looking at the Good Springs, right? And I'm like looking at the the, the actual bar because the back end of the bar, you've got if anybody was to actually go, you know, Google Good Springs like they should right now and look at the good by the way, it's called the Pioneer Saloon. It's not, you know, the same as the in the game. The game's a little different, but still the building on the back end of the building, it's closed off. And then on that closed in area, there's a bar, there's a, an actual stage there. And then there's a bunch of bench seating underneath an awning that actually got misters on it and it's very comfortable i just note that thank you and then <laughs> uh, there's another outdoor area with some more benches where people can eat there's a whole nother area that he could put more seating in if they, uh, at a moment's notice he could actually create a secondary dance floor out in that area he could even actually put on two shows at the same time he could have somebody on stage over there and then he could have a smaller little setup all around the side there and have two bands going at the same time if he wanted to. And yeah, that's no joke, that. you know? And, and what's funny is I, I, I bought my house down the street. Of course, it, it came with a mine shaft, which is crazy, but that's good springs for you. And the guy that sold it to me swears at one point that um, the Pioneer Saloon has a mine shaft under it. And at one point they connected which wouldn't surprise me because there's miles of, of mine shafts in there. And we did survive prohibition. So it's possible that that was, um, could have been what, you know, what it was used for, but it's, uh, there's, you know, there's miles of mine shafts all over good Springs and that would be a Not cool that we're thing. suggesting we, anybody go climbing around in mine. No, shafts no, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs you to can you die. Know, yeah. Yes, <laughs> they, they're all dangerous. They're all going to, you know, unless you're sending a drone in, don't ever go into a mine shaft. They're super fucking dangerous. But it's it's a kind of a neat thing. If if they had incorporated that into the Fallout game, you know, it had you know we have to go down in the in the shafts and you deal with ghouls and crazy shit like that could be in a whole underground part of Good Springs. Mole miners, that, man, mole miners, right? Mole miners. Just, just throwing it out there for falling yep. to Vegas too. If it if it were to happen, radioactive so, chickens too. That's a that's <laughs> after having chickens at, at my house and and some of the manager at Pioneer Saloon being scared to go over there because our rooster chases them off. I'm like, that's a radioactive chicken would be a great fucking uh, instead of a death claw, you got a six foot chicken. Yeah, big or a six rooster foot like, rooster with the with the with the fighting claws attached to this bag. Right, of that's exactly my rooster Picasso. He could yeah. be he could be a character. So, but. Anyway, so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, that's how I see myself is I wouldn't be like a courier, but I'd be uh, hopefully trying to help people and get a community together facilitator of some yeah. sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So that's kind of what I did. And that's kind of what I saw myself, you know, playing a role in. I was trying to think big. You know, I, I tend to try to think big. So in that regard, I would have tried to do something that I knew would get me, you know, that's starting off with the water. Well, after I get done with the water, now I might start trying to facilitate myself a little bit more power in that area, a little bit yep. more influence. See what that kind smart. of springs I can pull, and finding a way to make the it. Water. Yep. Yeah, you, you, well, you control, control the life source yep. of the in the entire area. That's right. the stepping stone to being able to kind of get a handle and control in that area. Because I could have, after that, I can pull all the NCR people, all the townspeople's. In each different section, I can even get Mr. House to work with me, and all these people could team up together and take out Caesar's Legion. Boom, get rid of them. They're done That's deal. Boom, they're you done. Know what I'm saying, 
And then I can broker a deal between NCR and, you know, Mr. House to be able to work together on having Mr. House. You don't touch his town. Vegas belongs to Mr. House. So outside of Vegas, NCR can control that entire area and police it and actually do some policing action for Mr. House in that area as long as they follow Mr. House's rules. I'm and in. it got, all got negotiated from me who supplies everybody with water. It's genius. Water. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Very smart. it makes it where you can start branching out. Yeah. Anyway, There's, and try to normalize life, get it back to where it was. To a certain degree, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd want to normalize it too much because, uh, right, well, let's yeah. say, you know, a little bit of chaos helps breed uh, creativity. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. That would be the nice thing about about running the prospector saloon is I wouldn't have so many fucking regulations to deal nope. with this department and this county and this state and this blah blah blah. You know, it's 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 very wild west out there, with the exception of being that we're part of Clark County. Which, well, is once you eliminate all of the all the raiders and stuff, you can create your own little Thunderdome and use them as gladiators and sell tickets. <laughs> like it, yeah. done. <laughs> so, all right, uh, now we're going to get into a little bit of getting to know Old Man Liver here. So, Old Man Liver is, oh, the, like I said, he's the proprietor, the owner of the Pioneer Saloon. And coming up in November of this year, it's the 11th and 12th, or is it the 12th and 13th? Yep, you got it. 11th, 11th and 12th, 12th of this of uh, of November, we're going to be having the our own uh, let's say uh, Fallout New Vegas Renaissance Fair in a sense or cosplay. It's where everybody Donna, can come and yeah. show up, and they dress up in their little outfits, and you know, show up and have a lot of fun, have drink a little booze. There's a lot of community things going on there. There's going to be uh, booths for people to go up to. And I believe they're going to be selling stuff like uh, we did. It's ironic how those guys just happened to pop up and they're like, hey, you know, we got this. How about we just bring. And there was like they had these little neat little necklaces that they created oh, at yeah. home. They have all kinds of little. We'll have a lot knickknacks. more vendors this year than we had last year. So it's there's there's going to be everything from people that, you know, want to come out and do. They can create. Uh, costume masks for people mm -hmm. on the spot. There's going to be like airbrush artists. There's going to be someone with a mobile saloon, another person with a food truck with all fallout uh, focused uh, food items. Um, and then of course we'll have the Trudy the Bartender's Band. We've got Easy Pete sign and autographs. We'll have uh, fallout themed karaoke. We're going to do a tour of the town, which we, we're tying in for Fallout for Hope for charity for St. Jude's. Um, and we'll get we'll get to uh, do a tour and I can show people, you know, a lot of what the town, which, you know, a lot of neat things like we we have a doctor that lives on the hill there that, mm -hmm. uh, who you know, that could have it could have been Dr. Mitchell that, that uh, they based him off of. So um, there's a lot of neat things to see see around there. So we'll do some touring. We've got shuttles. We'll do you know, like we've got different accommodations, whether you want to do the the raw camping deal or something in between teepees or cabins, or you want to stay in one of the nicer hotels in Prim or Las Vegas and get shuttled over. So, um, so I wanted to touch so on that be, a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, on the camping part. So uh, I know you bought, was it two acres uh, across the street? I did. So yep. with that two acres, did you put like concrete slabs in or did you put any kind of like no. uh, power or anything like that? It's just no, This is land. a fucking wasteland. 
It is right, the right. wasteland. It, but but it's it's basically just flattened out parking lot area where we're yeah, going to be camping it's gonna, on. It's dry camping for sure. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to make sure people just... knew what they were getting into, not showing up thinking yeah. it's going to be one thing. It's oh no, else. yeah, no. This yeah. is uh, straight up. If you want to experience the video game in real life, that would be your choice. Or if you're on a budget like like I was in my twenties, where I remember one time I went to Vegas with I had no money, no money to gamble, no money to stay in a hotel, and I just had a bottle of whiskey. And that held me through the whole weekend, and I just slept wherever, and you know, uh, poolside or whatever, and just winged it with a, a bottle of whiskey. So, like that, that can be a version too. But yeah, well, uh, yeah. You know, I've done my budget. Vegas hustles. I actually used to stand in line for the bus tours, and I I would like when they were getting off the buses, the bus tours, I would run into the valley area and I would slide into the line and I would walk through the bus tours and I get those little booklets that they used to give out that you can get free buffets and stuff from. And I would oh, go yeah, from yeah. casino to casino and I would snatch those little things up. I get free drinks and free food. Wow, I don't perfect. know if you can pull that off anymore. Guys. Yeah. They, yeah they've, they've, I think they've figured that out a couple of those <laughs> scams. So it's not quite as easy, but, um, but just so everyone knows there, there's no actual entry fee um, like other conventions where you got to buy a ticket or, you know, there's no cover, there's nothing actually be part of the event. Um, so, so well, yeah, <laughs> now, next year we charge $1,000 per ticket. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> well, you never know what this We don't know what this you animal is going to turn into. It could be just like Disneyland someday. I tell you, it's getting, it's, it's, it's already doubled in size from last year because last year was just one day. And this year we realized we have to do two days and spread it out. There's so much to do. And like you said, we got cosplay contests and things like that. But then also we're, we're going to stay open 24 hours, which we don't normally do, even though in Nevada we can legally at any time. There's not not really a market for that in general in Good Springs. But for this weekend, based on last year when we had to kind of kick people out, out at like two in the morning and then people were waiting for us to open back up, we're like, let's just stay open. And then even some people that aren't into fallout, they may want to just come out and see what and your saloon is party, like man. Yeah, I mean, it's got, party. You know, it's got the whole haunted vibe, too. You know, so a lot of people want to come out there in the middle of the night and see what it's like. So uh, so that's going to be different than any other day of the year. That'll probably be going on annually the one night we stay open 24 hours. And then, you know, like I said, eventually maybe three days. And we're, you know, we're getting more involved in tours, like our friend who's working on a video game uh, tour and things like that. So it's... I don't, I only see it growing with time because everyone just keeps coming up with more creative things we can do. So well, I know uh, our our buddy uh, Chipmunk is going to be there and he's going to have a booth. Sure. And I Absolutely. do believe I think me and him are going to be sitting together on that booth. And what I'm planning on doing is I am going to set up my little laptop and whatnot. See if I can get. I may not be streaming live, but I will be recording. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have conversations with patrons and ask them about their experience and see how, you know, that, their feelings and, you know, kind of get an on the on site kind of, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Ah! Or, you know, whatever it is <laughs> they want to share with themselves and yeah. talk about a little bit of their experience with the Fallout universe. Maybe I'll probe them a little bit about what brought them into the fallout universe and how they got involved with new Vegas and just a small little interview of, of people that are like, just like you who are out there listening to this right now, who are fallout fans. Uh, if you guys show up, you may be able to sit down and have a conversation with me and Maverick because Maverick's 
going to be showing up as I will, well. So I will be there this you'll year. You'll be able to meet them. And then you'll also Yay. be able to meet, um, I believe, TK should be showing up oh, again. Oh, for sure. And we'll have guys from the NCR. Um, they're a cosplay group who uh, they were there last year. They had their tents up and they have a lot of cool stuff. Mind you, please don't handle their products unless they say it's okay. Um, but you get to look around and get a little feel of the um, pretty authentic looking gear that they have. And uh, uh, they had a shooting gallery last year, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what, uh, you know, Captain Wallace, unfortunately, had a uh, had a burglary where a lot of that, sadly, was stolen out of his car, which is is a bummer. It happened just a few months ago. So um, so that was sad. But it, he's he's very enthusiastic. And I have no no doubt he'll pull something off to, to be involved this year as well. Well, hopefully, but, yeah. And, and, and it's, maybe his it's just a community. Come up with something, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's cool because you know I had so many people come to me and they're just like, "Thanks for bringing this community together because we don't normally get to interact, you know, physically." And you know, and of course, you know, some, you know, admitted they're like, "Yeah, I'm not normally even a you know sociable person. I I am the typical you know live in your basement, you know, as a with your parents or whatever and play video." But this. I feel comfortable. It here felt like his guys... people or their her people, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can feel. Uh, yeah, they and found you... their people. Always fun, right? To do. And you and you can be. You can come however you want. You can dress up. You can just, you know, wear normal clothes. You can well, however you want to participate. I um, showed up it's... wearing the shirt I'm wearing right now, which is just a Brotherhood of Steel T-shirt. And I said, I walked right up to Steven and I introduced myself and let him know that I'm with the fallout round table podcast and we hit it off right off the bat. And uh, totally. here we are. So, I mean, you don't have yeah. to, you don't have to do a whole lot. You can just show up. Uh, I yeah. would say if you do have the ability to dress up, this is the perfect Please. opportunity to do so to let your freak flag fly. Let it fly, <laughs> man. Let it fly. Right on. Right on. Well you said. Know? Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter, Maverick? I do have the shirt. Oh, he's looking for a shirt. And you probably remember Benjamin showing up in uh, the power armor. It was very elaborate. Like, so he, do he you have access to him? Uh, I, I'm working on that. <laughs> okay, because I, I know Chip yes. was looking for him. Yes, and he hit so me up, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. is, We are a community. You know, even those of you guys, I know you guys don't all hang out with us. You don't talk to me every day, but you can. All you got to do is hit us up on Twitter or you can go into the discord. But we know your communities out there because we continuously get listeners. I think Maverick's trying to show off the shirt that he made for he He had some shirts. Uh, you got it backwards, bro. Oh, yeah. his, yeah, my, I'm just seeing yeah, his yeah, that, shirt. That, that, He's admiring his own <laughs> handiwork there. See, it's got our little fallout logo the on the shirt there, which he should be bringing that with him. Oh, oh awesome. I will. Yeah, uh, I'll be so, bringing a couple. Yeah, hey, we should be bringing like eighteen boxes of them <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, make I'll a little change, bro. <laughs> right? yeah, think smarter, not harder, bro. Think anyway, smarter, yeah, not harder. comes out, and if, if you want, you can try while you're out. You can try my. my I'm a whiskey peddler, so I got my uh -huh. old man liver American whiskey, mm. that, which I'm drinking as we speak. Here's you got a bottle sitting bottle there somewhere. Yeah, get it closer because it it's buzzing out. Let's see. There you go. 
It's that background there, thing. It's fuzzy almost, yeah, the damn oh, man, world. That fuzziness, man. Now, if you guys want to, what you can do, if you can't see the bottle there, you can definitely see it if you go to What's What with Old Man Liver on YouTube, and you can watch the Old Man Liver show, and you can actually see me sitting there with my old man hair before I decided to shave my head again. And, you know, I was looking all fuddy-duddy and my big old fat ass. I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting chunky. Actually, I've dropped a lot of weight since then. I'm back down to 205. So I'm, I'm yo-yoing a little bit. I'm going between, like, 212 and 205, trying to get to where I'm back down to 200, maybe about 188. If That's I get to awesome, 188, dude. I'm stopping. I'll be like, yeah, yeah we, t- we taped that last episode just like three weeks ago or so. It wasn't that long. So no, it's about a month. Great yeah. job. About a month. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah but thanks yeah. for the pitch. Yeah. And, and if you go to oldmanliver.com, you can see the whiskey and we've got beer and uh, books and music and hot sauce and all kinds of crazy shit. But it's a, it's a good role. It's a good tie in for the Pioneer Saloon and Good Springs General Store. Like I, I feel. I'm comfortable out there in Good Springs, and I, I want everyone to come out and join us. So please do. Yeah, if you guys are Fallout listeners or Fallout game players, and you go and check out What's What with Old Man Liver, make sure that you let him know in your comments and stuff that you're from the Fallout universe so he can actually gauge and know how many of the Fallout universe is actually following in on his What's What, because that can actually help influence the content that he brings on the What's What. Because he could actually bring more and more of that Fallout universe into that show if he knows that that's what you're looking for. Good point. Good point. Please do. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, do you have any social media thing other than your what's what? And you've got, um, you know, Twitter. Yeah, I think, if you just go to oldmanliver.com, it's got all our, uh, you know, uh, Tic Tacs and Dick Docs and all that kind of shit or whatever. Now there's a new one I got to learn. <laughs> Thimble or threads or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck now? What's all all them bells and whistles that makes everybody tickle in their hell happy places. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what a podcast was until I did my, like my fifth episode and I finally <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> You're like, oh, you want to interview me? On what? And people, yeah. and somebody's listening to this shit. What the fuck? Apparently, you know, I don't know, go figure. But hey, yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, if we folks, can get well, on and talk video games. It's a it's a good it's a good lifestyle. It's not not too shabby. No right? man, find a niche and you roll with it. That's why I do content creation stuff too, because there's plenty of people out there that are going. I want to be a content creator, but I don't know what I'm doing. Well, come listen to me. <laughs> I, no, I may uh, not have you what you're looking job. for on this one, but I'll have it on the next one. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you do a great job. I watched several of your episodes, and it's, it's awesome. Good, good, I'm glad. All right, uh, Maverick, you got anything else you want to say before we cut out? No, not really. Besides, thank you for uh, helping, helping and listening and just enjoying our our shenanigans throughout the show for the first 50. Number 50, 5-0, yeah. G. 5 Oh, Woo. Yeah. yeah because of you guys, we are pushing right at the cusp of 10,000 downloads. We're right there. There we are. So, you know, it's all because of you guys, and we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, guys. And and thank you, Maverick, and thank you, Jax. It's, a, it's an honor to be on the show. Awesome. Yeah. All right, folks, you have a great night. Thank you for coming. Everybody say good night. Good night. Good night. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net.
Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora, and all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.